0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the final episode for this season of Cold Waves Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. Cold Waves returns to Chicago in two weeks, kicking off Thursday, September 23rd, and running through Sunday the 26th at Metro, Smart Bar, and G-Man. Cold Waves is a celebration of Chicago's relationship with industrial music, the memory of a fallen brother, and a fundraiser for suicide prevention charities. For more information, including the full lineup and ticket links, head to coldwaves.net. This week, we are chatting with Saturday Metro Opener Pantera.
1: came really naturally for me even when I was a kid early uh early Chicago days um I was very theatrical uh would dress up you know change my outfit a billion times a day just wear the most outrageous dresses frolic around the house you know making a scene singing along to the tv and all this so I think that somewhere buried deep within was this I don't know, this, this love of performance, this love of spectacle. Um, and throughout the years, it showed itself in in many different ways. I did theater for a long time, musical theater, um, played a bunch of instruments and, and orchestra and all of that. Um, yeah, I, I was a very active, artful kid. And, you know, it's it sort of, makes sense that now, you know, I just kind of run my own circus (laughs) and I'm like, you know, uh, sort of directing, um, you know, all the instruments and all these moving parts um, and kind of trying to pull off, uh, you know, a spectacle.
0: (laughs) Just being a, a, a one person musical performer, Was that out of necessity or is that just the way that you want it?
1: What I've learned about myself is that art for me is so personal. I really have to be connected to every single part of the project because every little piece means something to me. Um, Every little part has, you know, its purpose and, and I want to like a hundred percent ingrain myself in it so that, you know, the message that I'm sending is, is me. And it's like, truly, you know, like what I have to say and, and, and what I have to give to, to the world. So for now it has felt, although challenging um, it has felt really rewarding to be able to explore myself artistically and, and kind of, you know push the limits of what a a solo artist can do
0: for the past you know five years or so and what was announced at cold waves was uh,
1: feline yeah
0: tell me about that phase of your career before we talk about you know what's what's coming next
1: feline was and is my first baby you know that was my first iteration of like what my music and what, what my life looked like at the time and, you know, what I was going through, that was, like, a really beautiful, explorative time of my life. But I felt like, you know, I was able to make music. I was able to make the music that I wanted to make. But I always felt like there was some type of disconnect, especially towards the end, towards, um, you know, closer to quarantine. You know, I was like, I was making work from a DIY perspective and doing a lot myself with very little resources and loving it, loving the attitude of of not having anything and being able to completely tear up the stage and, you know, uh, bring like important feelings (laughs) to a room, um, that always felt really gratifying, like being able to connect with people who, who understood me. I I don't know, I guess as I, as I got older and as I grew and as my perspective of the music industry kind of shifted a little bit, um, I realized that yeah, there was a disconnect for me and um, and FeLion Like there, there was something in the way. And as I dissected it more, I guess I understood that I had just outgrown the project. Simple as that, my life had kind of split apart on a different route than, you know, what I f- was feeling was FeLion. <laughs> I think, it, you know, Feline was and has brought me so many incredible experiences. And I was able to play incredible shows, connect with incredible people, tour, you know, go to Europe, play my hometown. Um, so many cool things happened. And now I'm just in a place where I'm excited to go further. I feel like something about feline, you know, I I, I hit um, a threshold with it and, you know, what it meant to me then, it, it doesn't really mean the same to me now. Like, I, I feel like I just, I'm just in, in, in a different space and I want to create from like, from where I am now, not from where I was, you know, a, a couple years years ago, so.
0: That's the great thing about being a solo artist is that as you change, you don't have to worry about not meshing with, with a creative partner or someone else who might not be on the same wavelength as you.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting when I was thinking about, you know, what could be, what could be this like blockage that's happening for me. And even the thought of like a name change was so scary because in my mind, I'm like, well, People who are fans of Feline don't necessarily know like the struggles that I personally am going through, and like maybe that's okay. Maybe we just keep it that way and like keep riding the wave, and you know, keep creating under Feline because you know I I just have been doing this for such a long time, and it's become my identity, you know. But it just it it didn't feel right, and I. I had to do some soul searching to kind of find that and, you know, what, what came of that is really exciting. And I'm, I'm just, you know, excited to make work as Pantera, which is the new project name.
0: You know, obviously it's Pantera with an H, but anyone who, who hears the name of the project, it'll evoke, you know, a a certain image in their head or a certain sound. So tell me about Coming up with with this new name and what existing fans who have been following you for five years how, how this will be different or be the same?
1: You know the responses that I've gotten were were pretty pretty good, but there were a lot of um, there was a lot of fear. It was oh no, you know who killed feline? You know <laughs> what's happening? To me, it, it feels like more of an evolution. It's not like you know n- nobody killed anybody, although. We all know I love a, a slasher film <laughs> or a music video. I think Erin, you mean to say that there may or may not be another band called Pantera out there. <laughs> so I, I think, you know, that was definitely something that I thought long and hard about, you know, will there be any strange, overlap or misunderstanding between this new endeavor that i am sort of embarking on and something that has already existed for a really long time and i guess my answer to myself was simply like there is room there is room for me <laughs> and i felt like the name pantera it came to me in such a spiritual way and immediately it felt right and it felt like kind of a moment where things just lock into place and I, I couldn't say no like that was my deepest truth and I am following it and it feels so far extremely gratifying you know I'm making discoveries about myself and my work that feel very much needed because I too I'm like unleashing this whole thing, you know, as I'm learning about it. So I, I, I too, am excited to uh, get to know Pantera more and like reveal her as well.
0: have anything available yet for people to listen to and obviously in your career you you've been very slow and deliberate so i'm i'm sure this will be no different but when might people expect to be able to hear a track or an ep or something like that
1: the only pantera material that has ever been heard has been live so far live and in los angeles so the next live iteration will be during cold waves. And leading up to, to that, I hope, I, I hope that uh, the first single will be released before the 25th of September. Slow and deliberate is definitely uh, true, <laughs> I relate.
0: <laughs> People can mistake fans' passion and, and desire for more for, for being like pushy or just impatient, so you know, I wanted to come across, you know, that I'm sure people are anticipating it without being like, where is this new stuff already? Whatever else is going in your life, stop what you're doing because I need, need to listen to that now and help me, help me get through whatever, you know, terrible time I'm going through. All this art, you know, that everyone pours over and spends months, you know, or years working on and, you know, you, you have a bad day and you just, you, you know, you go you go outside and you put on a good pair of headphones and, you know, you, you forget about what what went into it. You just know in that moment, that's what you need.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think that I believe that this project will deliver you that feeling. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about everything that that I've been making. It's a bit more experimental. I think it feels more true to me. The process of making the work is more enjoyable to me, which was always kind of like the reason for the slow and deliberate. It was the fact that I was still sort of like searching for my process and not to say that I've found it and that it has to be the same all the time, but I just have fallen into a practice that feels really incredible for me. Yeah, is just a bit more um, avant-garde, I guess. Uh, I, I'm letting, you know, different elements of art into the process. And, you know, I'm, I'm dancing or, you know, like drawing or painting and like letting all of that stuff um, kind of inform the music and inform what type of, you know, what message needs, needs to come out.
0: For anyone that that hasn't checked out your visuals, there's a certain fetish like you know fashion sense. Um, I'm probably gonna gonna put this in the most you know base and terrible way possible. But to me, it reminds me if if Lady Gaga had grown up on Skinny Puppy instead of whatever influenced her.
2: Oh, I love that.
0: Tell me if that will continue to to be a part of you know the current project that you're working on or you know, if not what, from a visual point of view, fans can expect as part of the new project.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that is generally a part of me that will never die. Pantera too. um, So a a big part of the conception was uh, during my workout sessions, I started running on the beach. I can't remember if we talked about this earlier, I was running on the beach um, during quarantine. I kind of, you know, started a little, I, I don't know. It was like taking up running as a source of like getting out my aggression, or, you know, giving myself another challenge on top of all of life's challenges that we were all experiencing at that time. Cause life has been truly insane. Yeah, it was like, if I can give myself this challenge of like running through sand, scaling these rocks, like not getting swept away by the water and like making it to the other shore, if I can do that, I can do anything. And so each day that was sort of my like determination, um, you know, like run run these two like lake fronts to the end. And that's, that's what I would do. And, you know, sometimes I would take a dip in the water and I began to have visions while I was in the water of this like scaly, furry, like sleek, weird, strange, like humanoid creature coming through the water and like emerging. I would have these visions as I was in the water, emerging from the water, like just around the water Yeah, I mean, I just started to explore those ideas a bit more and, you know, everything sort of tied into Pantera. That was, those were the first visions of Pantera. The name came to me too in like a very similar way. Yeah, I think just, I don't know, like being connected with my body has opened up like a huge world of possibilities um, creatively.
0: It's funny that, that the question started about, you know, the the unique outfits that you wore. And then you went into, you know, running on the beach. And I couldn't help but picture in my head someone running on the beach in these outfits that you have in these music videos, thinking, you're right, if you could do that, you can do anything.
1: Well, yes, ex- exactly. And and that's that's what it is. Like for me, fashion and daily life, there's no separate like line. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, there's crazy fetish, like world. And then there's like workout world to me. It's like, oh no, it's the same world. We can do it at the same time. Like those things can happen. And yeah, I mean, a- experimenting with, with those ideas and, you know, those mediums has been really cool. Well,
0: I, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing, you know, listening to what you put out and, and also seeing what you put out. Cause I, I think there are, you know, especially with you, they're, they're equally important, you know, just hearing one without the other. I feel like the the person's missing half of the art right there.
1: Yeah, it definitely is a full package or, you know, it's, it's important to me to deliver it in that way, because that's how my brain works. And a part of it is world building, um, you know, and another part of it is just like, the emotional life of of the project. So the two together, I think, is what really makes Feline what it was and what will make Pantera what it's going to be.
0: That was all I had for you. Was there anything that I missed or that you wanted to mention or talk about?
1: Did we talk about the NFT at all?
0: No, tell me about NFTs because I still am not 100% sure that I really understand them it's sort of like a uh, Bitcoin to me. Like I understand it at like 10% and the other 90% I'm like, uh, just, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's really confusing, but I guess um, as I've been learning a bit more about it, I think my take on it is that it is sort of the future, you know, it, it is something that could be a really cool option for us to explore and, and sort of like perfect because I think there is a lot of good in the NFT world. Of course, we know about the bad and we know about like the the, the nature stuff that um, could potentially be harmful to the planet or is, but it's, it's, it's all, I, I don't know, it's also interesting because um, I've listed my first NFT and that was um, on a piece that I collaborated with Owen Blodgett, on and it's uh it's sort of like the first reincarnation of pantera uh based on one of the visions that you know i i I was having and i see the nft as an opportunity for you know fans or investors to to support artists because it's so hard to be an independent artist we all know this I'm curious about that world. I want to know more about NFTs. I I am curious about, you know, the art of NFTs. Like anything can technically be one. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. To to me, it's similar, you know, to to, to what lots of groups do um, for crowdsourcing, you know, like GoFundMes and stuff for their tours. And NFT to me is like a a singular like limited edition only like item that only you will have and it can you know you can be a part of something huge you can be a part of an artist's like foundation and and contribute to them in a way that will just help them do what they are good at <laughs> and what they love to do and you know bring bring their work to the world so I'm conflicted about NFTs. Um, I'm curious. I'm always eager to learn more. Yeah, as, as we push forward with technology, I just, I, I find myself like getting curiouser and, and curiouser, just hungry for, for that technology.
0: It did, was it already put up for sale? Was there an auction?
1: It is available now.
0: <laughs> Where can people go to find it?
1: Yes, so right now it is listed up on Foundation Foundation app, and then um, if you search Pantera, my at on there is Pantera with five H's on the end. So it's it's listed there. Um, the imagery is um, a 3D rendition of Pantera and her back spikes emerging from the water.
0: On this episode, you heard Baby, Revisit, and Blood Sisters by Feline. Feline music can be found at feline.bandcamp.com. Pantera can be found at pantera.net. And at Pantera on Instagram with five H's. Our opening music is Euthanasia by Acumenation. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. To hear from other bands performing this year that were interviewed in years past, check out episodes 716 for Blixaboy, 801 for Boot Blacks, and 802 for Wingtips. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold babes, Jamie Duffy. Here is Kelly and Georgia Novak sharing one of their memories. See you in Chicago.
1: Okay, Jamie used to do the same when he get pissed at Jason, which was awesome. <laughs> All the time. Okay, what did he do? Throw his arms up in the air, turn around, look at Jason. <sighs> Take this deep breath, walk away, and then fix it. I and think, I think You I, saw this? I, 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 I've seen that at a show. <laughs> I loved it. And, and I would tell him, like, you know what, Jamie? Sometimes I look at Jason, I throw my arms up in the air, and Jason looks at me, and he's like, oh, I know that, I know, I know that.